Welcome to the Weekly Workplace Podcast, your hub for leveling up your workplace skills with a journey to success that's anything but boring. Get ready to ditch the dull and dive into the dynamic. Imagine high fives and fist bumps for triumphing over frontline challenges and confetti cannons for nailing your leadership goals. Our episodes feature interviews with industry game changers, spicy tips from trailblazing pros, and mind-blowing techniques to turn you into the office superhero you were meant to be. So, whether you're rocking the cubicle life or leading from the corner office, grab your cape and get ready to soar to new heights with the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success with you for our fourth season. (laughs) And a new year. Happy Happy New Year. Year. I know. It feels like it's it's already, I mean, we're a month into it at this point, but uh, we have been so swamped in 2024. It's been exciting, overwhelming, all, all of the feels. We're happy to be back yeah. with you listeners. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me your favorite part so far in the new year. Ooh. A new year. A new year. There you go. Okay. Always yeah. a new opportunity. Yeah, just I guess. A, yeah. It, it kind of, I, I don't do resolutions or anything, but it does kind of give you an emotional reset. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Yes. So I, I like I like that feeling. I've sensed that this year. Like that that idea, I, I agree with you. I'm not big on the resolutions anymore either, but that idea of starting fresh, right? Here we are, it's a blank slate. What's your year going to look like? We got a lot on our calendar. Well, yeah, we year. do. <laughs> I'm wondering if it's anything like what it's been looking like in January, yes. then it's yeah. going to be a busy, busy year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we just got back. Um, Dewey and I were at our Missouri Extension Leadership Development Conference last week. Uh, Ray, you've been training around like the state. Just around the state. state. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Uh, and then we start Neld again here in about a month. Well, we've we've launched it, but we're going to Arizona. So, I so mean, just the national. Yeah, national. We got the Missouri, and then we got the national. And then we got the national. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah. And let's talk about the new certification our team has added. Brianna, congratulations, uh, yes. by the way. Yes. Who is now a certified, uh, a, what is it specifically? I am a certified working genius, my friends. Working okay. genius. Well, we knew that already. <laughs> didn't, no, we knew didn't that need already. a certification to tell That's us that. Right. Certified working genius facilitator. And yeah. so um, we and just. some other exciting. Oh, yeah, See, I always forget that. Oh part. my gosh, I think it's awesome. Uh, yeah, I started my master's program this Yay. year. Yay! Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, momming, working, and studenting. So yep. a whole new, whole new Lots life. Lots of people have done it before. Yeah, you can do it easily. I'm hoping so. I'm going to lean on you all for that. So okay. going to lean on y'all for that. Well, so yes, lots of great things. We'd love to hear your great things. And so please let us know. Send us a, an email or leave us a comment in our episode description. What do you have going so far in this new year? What are you most looking forward to? Right? What is your reset going, that clean slate going to provide for you? Now, for us, my friends, we have a whole new series starting. And this is a rather long one compared to a past series last season. And so we're starting out really talking about this idea of cultivating a future ready team. So kind of thinking through what are some skills and some strategies that leaders can do to really cultivate that future ready team. 
and we're going to have some. This is exciting speakers. because yeah. yeah, it's kind of an exciting topic because we get to kind of look into the future yeah. a little bit, right? What does that look like? And then what do teams really need to kind of be ready for? Mm-hmm. What does leadership look like? You know, yeah. that kind of thing. So yeah, it's very exciting. It is. It absolutely is. So this is going to be a several part series and I can't give you a definitive number at this point. We're just going to tell you to keep tagging back in each week because um, it's going to go a while. It's going to be a conversation. It will be. Yeah. Absolutely. It's going to be conversations um, amongst our team, but also some other expertise uh, here at MU Extension, some of our clients that we work with. So lots of great interviews coming your way. Tune back in. But as far as today, all right, I really want to just dive in, team, and, and think through um, the importance of really preparing for that dynamic future work scenario. And and Dewey, I know we were talking before the podcast got started, um, and you mentioned a really great book. Yeah, the book is called A Whole New Mind. It's written by Daniel Pink, you know, and he's got several other uh, real good books out there uh, on leadership. But in this one, he really kind of talks about what he thinks the future kind of looks like that we're going from a a left brain kind of thinking more into a right brain kind of thinking. Um, And if you think about it, um, we as humans have kind of transitioned, you know, in many different areas, you know, so we started off as nomads and we had to have specific skills to survive, right? We had to know what to eat. We had to know what animals to follow, right? Um, But it took very specialized skills to be successful. Mm. And then we started into an agricultural-based society. So we stopped wandering around and we planted, right? And we, and that changed. Yeah, yeah, literally. (laughs) And so that changed, again, the skills that you need to be successful, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of hunting and gathering skills, now it's more about cultivation, you know, how do we plant, how do we uh, cultivate crops, how do we keep livestock, uh, things like that. Um, so that changed. And then we got into the industrial age and, and you know, you think about the uh, manufacturing world and, and how your skills really had to change and it kind of moved more into, you know, very specialized processes, processes mm-hmm. things like that. So again, you needed to change your skills. And then uh, a lot, of, he also talks about the knowledge age and that's mm-hmm. where I think a lot, a lot of us are kind of maybe at, mm-hmm. you know, because right now we use our left brain so much to solve problems, to um, gather data, to analyze that data, um, you know, calculate, you know, things. And so that's always been kind of more of a left brain activity. But he suggests that we're about on the verge of what he calls a conceptual age, where it deals with a lot more right brain thinking. So that's things like um, innovation. That's mm-hmm like change that's like a, a, a maybe design you know and always a, a, a better way of doing things um, and so again that is going to require different types of skills so when you talked about this um, Brianna with this uh, topic I was just kind of like wow that fits right into yeah. what kind of Daniel Pink was talking about yeah I would venture to say we're in that conceptual age. That's what it feels like now, like the constant innovation piece. Oh, yeah, especially after the pandemic and you think yeah. about how we're using technology today. Um, yeah, lots of changes. Absolutely. And even though we have more access to information, data, um, we have more ways to mine it. And it actually does some of some of that analysis for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not just here's here's the raw data, but this is what it means in a bigger picture. And from a leadership standpoint, part of me is like, how do I measure that? Mm. How am I going to measure, 
you know, a concept. Mm. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it. You know, it's it's an abstract yeah. um, entity, and so really thinking about what. Wow, how do I put that into a KPI? Right. You know, and and right. uh, you know, but from the other side, I'm also like, how exciting to be thinking about how to hire mm. for this. Mm-hmm. You know. There might be skills people are acquiring. I don't even know yet how they'll be used, you know? So how am I going to kind of step into that? Oh, and then I think about, you know, and I think this is, I'm just briefly going to mention it here, but because I think we're going to do another segment on it, but AI, wow. You know, that's kind of what you're describing to me, Ray, is how we're, that new technology and how's that going to change the workplace and what skills are going to be required here. You know, Pink talks, tells a story. It's really kind of a funny story where he um, actually needed a toilet brush. So he went to the store and he said he was amazed (laughs) at the number of toilet brushes that were available, (laughs) right? And, you you know, when I think about a toilet brush, I'm thinking, I need something. I was thinking functionally, right? Mm-hmm. I need something to scrub my toilet. Um, but he said, now they have all these designs and you have all these, you know, more aesthetic type of toilet brushes. And so people will eventually just pick the one that matches the paint. But <laughs> <laughs> right? But it's, that's a right brain thinking, right? Yeah. It's a shift from the left brain thinking that I just need something to scrub my toilet mm-hmm. to what really fits aesthetically, you know, yeah. in my design. You know, well, my, yeah. Yeah, and, and look at the openness to being, you know, your toilet brush is going to look different than your right. toilet brush, but we're <laughs> both going to end up at the same, right. you know, yeah. uh, destination, clean toilets. And <laughs> this is becoming a we weird hope. metaphor. Yeah, and we probably, there, yeah, we probably need to step away from that. <laughs> However, you know, when we think about even, you know, training our, our Clifton strengths, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll hear people like, well, I don't have, you know, um, uh, uh, Futuristic. Futuristics, you know, so I can't think in the future, you know, I can't, I'm like, oh, wait, 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 you know, we, that's the beauty. Mm-hmm. Like we can all end up in the same place. We're just going to approach there. it on different roads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Using yeah. our strengths yeah. in different ways. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be going to bed tonight thinking about toilet brushes now. <laughs> You're going to go out and buy one this week, I bet. I, I probably will. Yeah, actually, I do need a new one. So here we are. <laughs> oh, so let's talk a little bit. You know, when I think about um, the changing landscape of work, you know, there are, is that obviously the evolving nature we've been discussing here, but there are certain kind of factors that are contributing to this need for future ready teams as we think about where we are in in work in general. And so obviously we've mentioned a little bit already, a lot of the tech advancements that are occurring. So like being on top of that almost feels unbearable sometimes because it's every single second of every day, there's some new, you know, tech advancement. And so it changes so quickly. It does. I just think about my experience in the world of work as a professional and things, how they have changed (laughs) and now how we're working. It's just crazy. Um, When you think about some of the, uh, I remember using a program called HyperCard <laughs> wow. to build things. You know, that was taught in, in uh, my graduate program. And, you know, I don't know what that does. Right. I can right. tell you. So lots of weird changes yeah. with technology. But I really think AI is really going to change things. Oh, yes. Yeah. Generative AI. And, and I have been best friends for a while now. <laughs> uh, but. Help me think through. So when you all are looking at at different kinds of technology advancements, because I think all three of us kind of dabble in different things. How do you find 
all of the different types of technology that, that you're interested in dabbling in? Either through you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my world is very small. Um, or honestly, and my kids who, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe not necessarily in their world of work, but just as people, you know, yeah. they're trying new things and finding new things. And I may or may not get on the bandwagon, you know, mm -hmm. but at least the exposure to the language and what the possibility of that might be doing right. and, you know, thinking about, is that something we can bring in? Right. Uh, yeah, I usually tap into the younger set. And I'd also say it's probably probably industry specific too, mm -hmm. right? You know, mm -hmm. different technologies for different things. I think about Precision Health here on MU's campus and, you know, the technology they must be using over there versus, you know, something, another kind of department. So it's certainly probably that. But I'm with you. I think the younger generation mm -hmm. can really be, uh, benefit us older folks here mm -hmm. uh, if we can just tap into their their experiences, mm -hmm. what they what they're encountering. Mm -hmm. They're probably getting off Pinterest, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's old. I'm already behind. Time. You're already behind. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of want. I wanted to. I wanted to kind of do this when you said Pinterest. There it, there it is. Now you say Pinterest. Uh, what's funny, and the reason I asked that question is I actually just heard, I was in another AI um, webinar the other day, and um, this professional who's built her business on, on AI, literally a business about AI on AI, um, now trains in AI, and she, she talked about how she got started watching TikTok videos. Hmm. Like that's how she started keeping up with all of the advancements and the plugins. And now there's actually like an AI store. It's like the Google Play Store, the, you know, the Apple Store. And so you can get your plugins through that. And, and so all of those things that she finds, she finds through TikTok. Hmm. So you mentioned Pinterest and my mind went to the TikTok space because you know, just kind of keeping up with that sometimes can feel overwhelming, but there are feeds and things that might just, again, kind of come across the table, mm -hmm. you know, that you can start kind of looking into and then getting curious about it and diving a little bit deeper yeah. into what those are. I would think are. benchmarking would be a really good, uh, yeah. good strategy here too. You know, think about who's doing what you're doing, yes, um, but who's doing it the best of the best. Yeah. And then go find out what kind of technologies they may be using. Yeah. Know? I love what you, I think you, you give a really great example in it. You did it just last week at our conference too when you talked about benchmarking not just the other people that are doing what you do but you mentioned the southwest airline story yeah they you know let's talk about benchmarking uh, by functionality so you know they were having trouble at that at the gate maintenance you know and you get loaded on the plane and then the little red light goes off and they call out the maintenance crew so they were really suffering in their comparisons to other airlines at the time so they went out and benchmarked Indy 500 pit crews so it's not the same industry but it is certainly the same function I mean who else does that at the gate maintenance better, you know, right. than an Indy yeah. 500 pit crew, right? Right. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the same industry, and I think that's oftentimes great too because we can really get some leaps and bounds and in innovative thought mm -hmm. and ideas uh, when we do that kind of thing. Yeah, you can't do it in a box. I think that no. that's one mm -hmm. of the things I love that both of you have said in this is like when you pick up on these things, it's based off of maybe what you've heard from someone else or what you see come across TikTok, whatever it might be, or Pinterest in your case. But thinking through like if you're really trying to invest in, in understanding a little bit more of the tech advancements piece, you, you can't do it in silo. Like no. you have to be willing to create the environment around you that mm -hmm. can equip you and continue that pursuit, that curiosity. Let's talk a little bit about the way we work now. I mean, I think about just us here at MTI and how like all of our trainings, uh, I had another person who's inquiring about a training uh, in Alaska 
You know, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. like the, the globalization piece, this podcast, we have people that might be listening right now in Canada. We are able to reach people mm-hmm. more now than we ever did. Oh, so yeah. how are you capitalizing on that? Yeah. You know, I, I think about an internet business and you can yeah. order something today and have it delivered, you know, in two days, probably from clear across the world, you know, so it's not markets are opening up. It's not just more of that local market that you're really seeking out, but it's you're on a global stage now. So how does that change your knowledge? How does that change the skills that are gonna be required uh, in that kind of environment? Mm -hmm. And Ray, you can speak to to this next you know, piece we talk about really starting to embrace and understand that that um, piece of remote, flexible work environments mm-hmm. and how important that is for kind of this future of work. Yeah, you know, we'd heard for four years now that um, work will change. Right. You know, and so you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as it persisted and then became more of the norm than the the temporary holding holding place, it is very different, and I, I will I will attest. I think there are many of the things that that the leadership experts said would happen are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some some of it good. You know that actually productivity is up. Yeah, and who would have thought? I know. I mean, and that's what we were all afraid of. Mm-hmm. You know, but then there was like, but relationships will change, mm-hmm. and if you you know were balancing the act in person. Guess what? <laughs> you know, because um, trust moved right to the very top of the of the list, and oh, that's yeah, yeah, such an interpersonal dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I, my neighbors next door, great great neighbors, they both work from home hmm. twenty uh, every day. Um, they don't have an office to go to, and they work for some pretty big conglomerates uh, across the country. Um, but they love it. You know, he stays uh, upstairs, she goes downstairs, and, um, you know, they're able to get the kids to the school bus and go pick them up mm-hmm. and stuff. But they don't have to go anywhere. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting. What are, what do you enjoy the most about it, Ray? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, I think the commute. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, not necessarily getting dressed to right. go to work. <laughs> no, I mean exactly. Um, I I just think that ease of movement, you know, because you're in your own space. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, nobody else is there. You're not, mm-hmm. you know, being stopped in the hallway. Um, that kind of thing. But again. That's also what you miss Hmm. is maybe not the commute, but um, that just organic water cooler, you know, dynamic that brings about creativity and builds rapport and just kind of expands your world a little bit. And I I know I've shared with my team here that, you know, my world got really, really small because not only was I working from home, but I was working from home in a city I've never lived in. Mm. And so my world really shrunk. Right. You know, to about a one mile <laughs> radius, you know. Um, so, you know, people dealing with that. Of course, I'm not dealing with even letting a dog out, yeah. uh, much less, you know, child care issues and, and uh, their education, you know, at the dinner table, too, or dining room table or whatever. But um, just the, the size and exposure. So on one side, it's like, whew, I don't have to get dressed. I don't really have to go anywhere. You know, I can throw a load of laundry in while I'm waiting for this. And but then again, you're still alone. Yeah, sure. Sure. And I I think we've talked um, even on this team about just how 
how important it is that we're intentional in supporting our remote worker. <laughs> and in some cases, some organizations, you know, thinking through that and how if you have a larger group of folks that might be working remote, like how are we, I think the key word is being intentional with, with still making those connections, even in that remote environment. Yeah. You know, engagement, I mean, not only did productivity go up back in 2020, but, you know, March, April, May, you know, into that third and fourth quarter, um, or yeah, late, late, early third through fourth, engagement was up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think because there was more of that intentionality that I need to check in on Mm -hmm. Rihanna, on Dewey, on Ray, as opposed to we're sitting in a, you know, triangular environment when we're in the office physically. Mm -hmm. So we don't necessarily reach out and do all of that other Mm -hmm. coffee talk Mm -hmm. that we might do when we're doing it remotely. Right. You know, I I think this kind of makes that transition a little bit when we're thinking about, again, this dynamic future of work. It's really understanding that employees' expectations are changing, too. You know, so when we're talking about this idea of remote or flexible work and where it was kind of an employer's choice for a while, now I feel like it's a lot more of the employee choice because a lot of people are finding organizations that are willing to meet those expectations a little bit Oh, yeah. And, you know, I I think we went through a... A big reevaluation, yeah. right? As yeah. humans through the pandemic and um, thinking about what really is important here. Mm-hmm. You know, is it work or is it family? Is it other things? And um, so I think people are looking for yeah. certainly that more of that balance yeah. um, and trying to figure out ways that they can, they don't have to go to a brick and mortar uh, place of employment every day. Yeah. yeah. And I even think, even, even in terms of, and obviously being, certified in in EQI, emotional intelligence, thinking through expectations as it relates to like emotions in the workplace, right? Even those are some spaces where there's some change in expectations. Mm -hmm. And as we're seeing generations um, moving fluidly in and out and and, uh, understanding that, that how we once did work and the expectations we previously had just aren't going to flow over into right. this dynamic work. It's just not. Right. It's just not. And then the change in how we do, like, what we do. And I think about this, like, even our small team here. Obviously, we've talked about our small team of three. And so capacity sometimes is, is an issue. But I know we call them contractors. But I'm hearing this term gig, right? It's, it's a gig economy now where you're really trying to... Um, not just have the employee employer kind of workspace anymore. Now it's like people making careers out of freelancing, not that they weren't before, but it's more prominent now Um, or contracting in different spaces, side hustles, right? Kind of becoming a way of business. Um, And I feel like that's a bigger economy space than where we used to be. And what I love about the gig gig economy, (laughs) I guess, is, you know, because we often say, you know, if we're going to go train, like I got a gig on Thursday, you know, almost like a band, uh, you know, a band. But is it's some really non-traditional spaces. Yes. You know, like now somebody can come into your house, um, walk your dog from your house. You know, I mean, just who thinks of this? Mm -hmm. Like, that's brilliant. Yeah. And then they create an app. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Rover out there. (laughs) Put put you on my route. And Yeah. yeah, I just love that out-of-the-box creative thinking. And I think, you know, for leaders that have been there, done that for a little while, it really is about accepting Hmm. that expansion of Mm -hmm. of thought um, without feeling threatened 
Yeah. Because I might not be jumping into the AI with, you know, head, feet, body, you know, everything like like Brianna is. But I have to allow that in mm-hmm. my space as a leader. That's really interesting you talk about that because a, a former CEO, I can't remember his name, from BMW, he said, we don't make cars, we make moving pieces of art. Hmm. And when you frame it that way, think again about the innovation, the mm-hmm. possibilities rather than the probabilities. You're not just making a car. You know, you got you can do all kinds of things when you're making a, a movable piece of art, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it's it's just a new way of thinking. Right. It does take your your limits. Yeah. Off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I just love this new age we've entered into. <laughs> I just love it. So let's talk about some skills. Like when we think about the skills of the future, what are some like really important areas for leaders to consider um, to create those future-ready teams? Well, adaptability and flexibility have to be at the top of the list, I think. Yeah, I, I would mean, say. You, you, your, your needs are changing overnight. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to keep up with innovation sometimes. Um, you got to be able to turn on a dime um, because otherwise another competitor will. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got to remain flexible. you got to remain adaptable. Mm-hmm. Thank you for helping me through that, Dewey. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I was not. I am not so. Ad- I was not so adaptable. But what did I say in an email just earlier this week, Ray? Or I guess it was last week oh, when I was please like, "Don't put me on the spot." No, like no, no. It was. It was that. <laughs> You were, we were talking about having to talk about something and you're like, well, I'll be in the office on two or maybe Tuesday, certainly Wednesday. Um, well, why do those days work? And I was like, oh, I was like, you know what? How about we just be flexible? We'll just <laughs> chat when we have an opportunity to. Yeah. That was not me five years ago for the oh, record. I no, was like wasn't. 2 p.m. on Tuesday. So yeah. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's so going, Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And I also think, you know, I love what you said about not necessarily having to dive into the weeds of knowing how to do all of the stuff. But, you know, we often say like knowing the business of your business. And so you both dip into this area of creativity and innovation. And I think that that's a a key skill Mm -hmm. that we have to be willing to encourage our, our people to lean into with curiosity. Like you don't have to go in feet first but genuinely have a curiosity about, you know, how can I be more creative here? How can I work to innovate? My husband just had a, um, he called it Idea Month. And so he actually, if you've ever seen, uh, I guess these transmitter bulbs, they're like big old light bulbs, like huge light bulbs. And uh, there was one that had burnt out and his, his engineer had brought it into him. So he had this big old light bulb that he walked around the whole month of January <laughs> with asking people for their creative ideas. I love it. Yes. I so love it. was it. like idea month and he'd help hold the light bulb above his head. Uh, and then he I was, would be the one that holding it above everybody else's head. Yes. Give me an idea. Yes. Give me an idea. Yes. Give me an idea. Well, yes. Pink also says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> I think that's in his book, Drive. Yeah, it yeah. is. Okay. That's all about motivation. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it they ended up coming up with some awesome things, you know, but just knowing that, that as, as leaders, we will set the tone for whether or not we're willing to accept some of those creative or innovative ideas. And, and to think about that and what you're just saying, to go along with that, it's not necessarily that you always have to innovate, but can you partner? Can you Absolutely. collaborate Absolutely. with somebody who maybe already has that expertise? Yeah. Um, and, and what does that look like, you know, and how do we build those relationships quickly 
again, it's um, the future is the future. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, you know, it. in this space, you know, hearing all of this and really, you know, trying to strip it down and, and talk about stuff. I mean, you have to be very humble mm. as a leader because obviously I recognize there are things not only do I not know about, but aren't in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in that wheel, you know, like I don't even want to bring myself into that space. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean in a bad way. I'm just saying like, that's not where I need to lean in. Right. Mm-hmm. But the humility to say, if what you've got is it, you know, let's go with it. And not having to over manage that or become the, the expert in it too, to approve things, you know, I just... Well, I think that's, that's what you, you we talked that about sense. that. Yeah, because we talked about that changing landscape, right? So, you know, I think part of that is also how organizations are flattening out even more and more and more, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that means then that, you know, I got to lean into the spaces I can. We got to be flexible. We got to collaborate. We got to be innovative. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. I really think that brings up then there's still group dynamics mm. that are part of the learning, you know, um, how to conduct yourself professionally. I still I still feel yeah. there's that um, protocol, even if, you know, the the frontline worker can go directly to the CEO. I still feel like there's there's professional courtesy and professional behaviors that, and again, maybe it's about, you know, your, your circle of influence or mm-hmm. whatever, but there's appropriate ways mm-hmm. to go about doing something or being heard in some ways. And, and, um, I think there's an opportunity there to kind of mentor in that space. Well, when you think about a gig economy and working for yourself and maybe not working so much with other people, um, I can see how it can get get isolated. So where do you sharpen those skills? Where do you Mm -hmm. practice those skills? Uh, So, yeah, I would would think that uh, that's going to be a really important piece of leadership in the future is getting back to these influence skills, right? Which is all about building relationships, trust, that kind of thing. And you know what makes me think of that is emotional intelligence. There you go. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Emotional I mean, intelligence <laughs> virtually. Honestly, yeah. I, we could sit here and, and write a laundry list of skills in the new age, yeah. you know, and, and I bet only two of them will be technical. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> you know, agreed. all of them will come from that power space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What used to be called soft skills, we we refer to here at MTI as power skills. And that is the space, that is where our workplace is now. And if you're not equipped with those power skills, it's going to be hard, my friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Yeah. And so emotional intelligence right up there. And I still feel like if if I'm recalling correctly, it seems like over the last three years, just since post-pandemic, I guess four years now, oh my goodness, uh, post-pandemic, we have had that emotional intelligence is one of the number one requested mm-hmm. training topics. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got 84 of them going on right now. 84 <laughs> people in the EQ process right yeah. now. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. then we just did it last week for one conference. Yep. We're doing it uh, at another conference coming up. Yeah, those skills are essential. And you know, when you think about EQ skills and this idea of globalization. So not only is it about we have to understand the people that we work with, right? But now we have to understand cultures yes. and people from different countries. And so having that cross-cultural competency, um, I think, is going to be a pretty important thing in the future as well. 
Yes, absolutely. And that's where when you're diving into that element of like social awareness as it comes from the the EQ perspective, it's starting to recognize some of those norms and those values and just those cultural traditions that would impact the way in which we need to manage the relationships. And so it's it is a really interesting space. And I, I want to tell you, friends, we are we are up on time for this episode, but we're going to pick this conversation right back up in next week's episode. So tune back in. Continue this conversation, um, really talking about how can you foster innovation, some continuous learning, um, culture, and then specifically adapting your leadership style. And until then, go be great. And that's a wrap, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Weekly Workplace. We hope you've been inspired, equipped, and ready to tackle whatever challenges come your way. But before you go, remember, the journey to success never stops. Keep grinding, keep growing, and keep striving for greatness. And hey, if you want to stay ahead of the game, and never miss an episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications. Don't forget to leave a comment and let us know what you thought of today's show. Your feedback fuels our fire. Also, show us some love by liking and sharing this podcast with your friends, colleagues, and fellow go-getters. Together, let's spread the knowledge and empower more professionals to reach their full potential. For even more tools and resources to elevate your career, check out the Missouri Training Institute. So until next time, keep hustling, keep learning, and keep dominating the workplace place.